Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because a day is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, I think today is a perfect day to talk about peace, um, peace in our hearts, peace in our minds. With everything that's going on, I think it's essential that we focus on having the peace of Christ to be with us at all times. Also, it is essential that we have peace with our brothers and sisters, anyway, the people that we disagree with. And it is also crucial and evident to have peace when the world is crumbling around you. Peace knowing that this our time on earth is temporary, and that no matter what happens, just because you're a Christian, people will go after you. Peace. And knowing that you will cross the finish line. And no matter the faults and the struggles we start battle with, God is on your side. With this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for coming together, Lord. Lord, I am so blessed be called a child of you, Lord. I just pray that no matter what happens, you watch over us. And I just pray for a heart of forgiveness. I forgive, I repent of what I did, Lord, of this week and of today. As my heart is agony, Lord, it isn't just distress, Lord. I come to you asking for repentance. And just be able to continue as a disciple of you, Lord. May you help us and guide us as we continue on the path that you have set before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I would like to apologize. You know, a lot of things happen. And, you know, when God hits you, you get emotional. And, um <clears throat> Amen. All I can say is that's one of the first times that, well, one of the many times I get emotional talking about God. Because he's done wonderful things for our life. He's done wonderful things for my life. And when we just struggle and sin, it's like we get mad at ourselves. But the cool thing is, is that God is there to hold you, to reach out to you and say, Saslin, or whatever your name, or put your name in replace mine. I'm here to help you. Let's walk this journey together. Because you are loved, because you are a child of the Most High. And that's what leads us to John chapter 20, verse 1. It states, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, went to the tomb early. While it was still dark and saw that the stone had been been taken away from the tomb, then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciples and were going to the tomb. So they ran together and the other disciples outran Peter and came to the tomb first. 
And he, stooping down and looking in, saw that the linen clothes were lying there. Yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen clothes lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the clothes linen, but folded together and in place by itself. Then the other disciples, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. So there's a reason why I am focusing on today, on the rise and just the peace, and how when we go to the tomb, or when we go to our hearts, and we wonder to ourselves, where is God in all through the where is God in all this? Where is God or how come I'm suffering? It just seems like I'm all alone. Those are the deceptions that sin gives us. Or I was doing so good and then I slipped up. Those are the struggles of the world that God gives us. But you know the cool thing is is that God can be found in your heart. When we search, we find him. It's like that lost sheep. We are that lost sheep, and at some point, we are looking for our master. At some point, we're looking for somebody to love because we want peace in our life. And I don't know about you, but when I find Jesus in the times when I feel like I've messed up and I just call upon him, it seems like I just want to run over there and jump into his arms. And give him the hug. And have him embrace me and tell him, Tosslin, you're not alone. I'm here with you. You're not alone. You are loved. I also think it's important to understand that Jesus is alive and a ticking no matter what. He is alive and we think that he's dead. We think that he is like dead in our hearts, but he's not. He is never dead. He is all. He rose on the third day, and and I absolutely love you know when we talk about seeing Jesus and running to His arms. I absolutely love what verse eleven has to say. When in that point we get to run into Jesus's arms, and you know we can be like Mary. Verse eleven states, "But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down." And looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting at one at at the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus laid had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, 
If you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned, she turned and said to him, uh, Rabbinoni, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to him, I am ascending to my father and your father and to be my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Amen and amen. Verse 19 continues, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. I like that that word, peace be with you. It means a lot. Because I can only imagine as being the disciples, even in our hearts, even in our struggles of life, and Jesus says, peace be with you. For I am with you. Peace be with you that I have these struggles in, your, in my hands. Peace be with you, knowing that you will not suffer anymore. Peace be with you. When he had said these things, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So I'm trying not to get emotional, but I absolutely love that part. The last part, verse 23, if you forgive the sins of any, they are, for, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So pretty much what it's supposed to mean is that no matter what happens, no matter what happens unto us, no matter what happens to the Lord, God is with us at all times. No matter what happens, God is merciful to us. And it is so essential that we forgive other people that have hurt us. It is vital that we forgive others that have gone against us and that don't agree with us. It is vital and important. It is important that we forgive them. Now, <clears throat> there's always somebody that wants to see a person. And that person is Thomas in the Bible. And unlike Thomas, which could be many of us, when we see a person that is alive, we sometimes say to ourselves, and when we hear other people say, I saw Jesus, or 
I can only imagine what the other disciples said when they told Thomas, I saw Jesus. I can only imagine what Thomas said to them. And Thomas probably stated, no, that's not true. You didn't really see him. He, I saw him just like you did. He was buried. There was a massive rock. You couldn't have done that. And then here's what brings in 24. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples, therefore, said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the, prince, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Verse 26, And after eight days his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, and the doors were being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Do not be believing, unbelieving, but believing. That is so important in our hearts. Don't be unbelieving. Don't unbelieve that Jesus is real. Don't be unbelieving knowing that God watches over you. And instead, be believing, knowing that God is watching over and guiding you along the path. Believe in knowing that no matter what happens, there's always somebody to look up to. Be believing, knowing that the true peace we can get through is Jesus, nobody else. Don't be unbelieving. Because when we unbelieve, bad things happen to others. And to us, and to our lives. And Thomas answered in verse 28, and said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. <clears throat> Verse 30. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which, were not, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you may have life in his name. Amen. Amen. So what does it mean to have true peace? You're probably wondering. What, why is peace so important in our life? Why are we longing peace? No matter what happens, each and every single one of us needs peace in order to be at heart, in order to be commanding, in order to be obedient unto God. We long peace. We long for a time for no wars. We are looking for peace. We have peace treaties. We have peace amongst our neighbors. But until then, until Jesus comes, we will never ever have peace. And I find it funny that we have like we have doctors and psychiatrists and other people saying that you can get peace by meditating. You can get peace by doing all these other things, but the main component they're missing is Jesus. That's the only way you can get peace is by Jesus and Jesus alone. Jesus is in one and a relationship with God is the only way we can truly get peace in our hearts. Because I grow, I grow in freedom and resentment. 
<clears throat> when I grow in peace. In his book, The Holy Longing, Ronald Rocher speaks about how we can make peace with life. And I absolutely love what the holy lighting or the holy longing. There's a couple bullet points in his book that I want to kind of take out. And I absolutely love what the author of this Lent guide has set. But this is probably the same ones I would go. Number one, give your will and dreams and hope over to God. Don't don't hold on to those wills. Don't hold on to the hope that you're going to do things by yourself. Don't hold on to those. Hand all those over to God. Give your dreams all over to God. Because I can guarantee you that if you make a dream, and if you're worried about achieving your dream, you will surely fail. Like I have multiple times in my life. I've come up with dreams, and they've all failed. But one dream that I've not failed is once I gave it to God, I am now in his arms. And I'm on his path. Name the things in your life that you have come to an end. Name the things in your life that you have come to an end. That is self-explanatory. Wait in silence and expectations for God to do something new while you are grieving your loss. Give your all to God. Don't hold on to the the worldly aspect of the loss. Don't hold on to those. Hand all those over to God for so that he may handle those and that you guys can grieve together. In time, you will learn and in time, you can develop a stronger relationship with him. <clears throat> Notice the birth of a new life. Have you ever wondered... If you're a new parent or if you're becoming a parent, there's a difference when a child is born. Or there's a difference when you are born in Christ. You act a different way. You are secure and all you can do is cling on to God for guidance. Cling on to God knowing that he loves you. And cling on to God. Allow yourself to be blessed by the gifts of the past and adapt to the new reality. The new reality knowing that you don't have to worry about anything. The new reality knowing that God will be is all you need and he is sufficient unto your life. We see that through all over the Bible. We see that we see all the the predicaments and all the, everything that we see how people turned unto God and he's blessed them. And I'm sure you can attest to that as well. And receive the spirit of God for the life you are living now and accept the spirit for the life that you are in fact living. When we add all those things together, when I go through the, this cycle, I can open to receive God's spirit for the life that I am in fact living, not for the life that I thought I wanted to live or that I would have lived had my circumstances been different. Pretty much be happy for where you are in your life right now. If you made mistakes, God is a gracious father. He's a gracious, merciful father. He will forgive you. But he, at the same time, there's consequences. And if you don't know who he is, 
because you've messed up, because you've struggled in your sin, God is still going to be at your side. I think it's important that we look upon our hearts, really take a deep look at our hearts. Because the world is missing something. The world is longing for something. But they're longing and they're looking in the wrong place. They're looking, they're looking for peace, but it's not peace where you want it to be. It's peace in maybe fentanyl. It's peace in alcoholism. It's peace in pornography. It's peace thinking that if they do all these things, they'll get peace. Or temporary gratification. Anyway, that's completely false. And with this in mind, we're going to wrap it up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. We are so blessed to be called your child. Anyway, I have messed up, Lord. I pray that you can just come into my heart. Anyway, I have longed peace, but I've looked peace in the wrong area, Lord. I've looked to get temporary peace. It's like I've been running away from you, Lord. I pray that you can get, I pray that I can find peace through you, truly peace. And Lord, I sense that. Lord, I'm so blessed that you sent your son to die on the cross. You sent your son to die on the cross for me and for the listeners. You didn't have to, you didn't have to send your son. But because you loved us, oh Lord, you wanted to give us a second chance. The second chance in being able to be with you, oh Lord. The second chance knowing that follow, pick up and disciple others. Because you love us so much. And I'm so blessed that you care for us. And that we are called by name and that you have a plan for us. So may you guide us as we continue on the path that you have set before us. And when we stumble, Lord, I pray that we can humble ourselves to call upon you, O Lord. Humble ourselves to cry out to you because we're missing you in our lives when we stumble. May you guide us and protect us, O Lord, as we run into your as we can as we run it through the finish line. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can Run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. He truly does. And the only way you can get peace is through Christ. Remember, God loves you and I'll meet you at the finish line. Have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you.